0: A heavy blow to the skull. This is not a test. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the first podcast we recorded in like three weeks.
1: Not my fault. <laughs> <laughs> kind of my fault. I'm at least partly responsible.
0: Yeah, largely well, my fault too. But anyway, yeah, we're here talking about fucking movies and TV. Yep,
1: and other shit. Probably. So back to D and D.
0: Oh God. Yeah, I guess I'm going to segue to this, but I saw the Birds of Prey movie. Or sorry, apologies. I saw the Harley Quinn movie.
1: So they really changed the name because the movie wasn't doing well.
0: Yeah. So the movie. Um, all right. Hi, I'm dead. This cave. Hi. Sorry, we're a bit rusty. We haven't done this in a while.
1: <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? We just recorded one last day, last week, man. Forgetful.
0: Don't you try to fucking gaslight
1: me. <laughs> <laughs> not you. I'm trying to gaslight the audience. they just haven't been following us i mean who would everywhere they would see this they have a
0: sequential timeline of podcast releases
1: ah so the website glitched not our fault well it's not my fault
0: (laughs) (sighs) Uh, anyway yeah so so the birds of prey and the fantabulous emancipation of one harley quinn Yes that was its title. Released in theaters last week. Um opening weekend it made 33 million dollars domestic on an 84 million dollar budget. This was about 10 million below predictions.
1: Wow, their predictions
0: were pretty damn high. Yeah, the studio the studio thought they would be making 45 million opening weekend. And the movie ended up making, I believe like just over 80 million worldwide, which still isn't great. Because normally when figuring out like try to like, we're normally when figuring out like uh, how much a movie needs to make in order to break even, take the budget and double it. Hmm. So it need to make like 160, 170 million to break even. And it's looking like that's not going to happen, because opening weekend it made half. It's it made half of that, and then every weekend after that, it's going to drop. Yeah. See, so yeah, this movie's probably a bomb, which will make Birdie happy. <laughs> yeah, he has been on Twitter talking to Cora and occasionally me. About how much he fucking despises this movie without having seen it yet, just based on the marketing, and how he hopes that it bombs. And based on everything, it probably will. I look forward to coming. I look forward to it coming out on Blu-ray and being named "Live Die Repeat." But I'm Tish. Bad joke. But anyway,
1: I actually have. Oh yeah, they changed the name of that movie
0: on twice on DVD.
1: Yeah.
0: In production is all you need is kill. Released at Edge of Tomorrow. Released on home media as lived I repeat. Yeah. But anyway, so Harley Quinn, Birds of Prey, as his new title, which is a bit more apt. Because everything in the marketing, everything in the story that had been released about it, everything in everything that had been released about this movie was that it was a Harley Quinn movie where characters calling themselves the Birds of Prey appeared.
1: Yeah, so this is more like... Honestly, it's not even Harley Quinn and the Birds of Prey. It's like Harley Quinn Adventures.
0: Well, no, it's not Harley Quinn and the Birds of Prey. It's Harley Quinn colon Birds of Prey. (laughs) Like, the Birds of Prey are just a story of Harley Quinn. Which, I guess... So, yeah, this is... A sequel quote-unquote to Suicide Squad because they reference it multiple times
1: taking the most successful character from Suicide Squad and giving her her own fi- oh wait we slapped the birds of prey on there
0: for some reason <laughs> we need a back door for these more interesting characters what do we do I know Harley
1: We'll be the first to have a primarily female uh, superhero movie.
0: Yeah, take that, Marvel!
1: You know that's exactly why they did this.
0: Hundred percent. Yeah, Marvel had their Endgame thing where they had all of their like female characters lined up and go, "Hey, this could be a thing." Look forward to A Force coming soon. And then DC was like, "Yeah, yeah. Well, guess what?" I <clears throat> harley- wish you were as edgy as we are buy the new harley quinn tassel jacket at hot topic <sighs>
1: oh. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck was that that was a uh, cough laugh and belch all at once
0: <laughs> okay uh yeah uh so if you for example follow me on twitter you can find a link for that down in the description You may see that I tweeted out after seeing the movie, hey, Birds of Prey was good. Really? That's good to hear. Mostly. Kind of. Good with an asterisk.
1: (laughs) You gotta love that. Yeah, I... That's something you never want to hear as a producer. Good with an asterisk.
0: Yeah, like, I... So, I think I might have just gotten, like, caught up in, like, some of the hype around it because it it was a lot of just, like, hey... People, hey, people fucking love this movie. Like, Movie Bob, I think, gave it 9. Like, Movie Bob gave it, like, 9 out of 10. Oh, no. Which, that's a fucking stretch.
2: Like, okay, even, even
0: when I was, like, straight up, like, Hey, this movie's a good movie. I was like, yo, whoever gave it a 9 is a fucking moron. But, yeah, like, kind of going into it, I... I, w- I made some, like, mental tweaks to myself in terms of my, in terms of my reception to this movie. All right. Because... The things that I have very much not liked about Harley Quinn lately has been twofold: the dead Deadpoolification of her, mm-hmm. and the continuing the continuing fucking push that Harley Quinn is a fucking like like Batman level fighter. Yeah, because that's kind of always been the thing with these fucking movies. Like they like they keep pushing this idea that Harley Quinn the the lunatic psychiatrist has combat skills on the level of katana and deadshot.
1: Yeah. The, one of my favorite things about Harley Quinn is she beats Batman by catching him off guard. Yeah. Like like, she, she outsmarts him at points because she is a highly intelligent person.
0: Yeah, like, Like, when she invades a police station or whatever in, like, the comics or something, she doesn't beat them with kung fu skills. She beats them with bombs and hyenas. She is, she is not a, she's not some fucking, like, secret black belt who is, like, oh, an amazing fighter, but only, like, fucking ran around with the Joker because of whatever you want to say about us, whatever you want to say about abusive relationships there. And that's kind of been the thing that really bugged me about this is just seeing the continued pump up of Harley Quinn to like, I am a fucking awesome fighter. And also I'm just Deadpool. Like there's a shot that there's in the trailer that is like basically straight up a Deadpool shot. And there's also plenty of her like mugging the camera and a lot of like fourth wall breaking narration over top of the over top of the entire first half of the movie. Because the first half of the movie introduces, I think, all of the birds of prey and does it out of order. Where it's like Harley, where it's like a scene will be happening and then, and then based on where we're less than Harley Quinn, she all of a sudden shows up in a way that doesn't make sense. Thus, rewind, tell, tell that part of the story. And just like introduce new characters and new plot threads throughout the entire story. Which that part was fine. It's just I am not a fan of Margot Robbie's Harley voice. It's like someone like it's like someone halfway nailing like a Tara Strong or whoever it was in the Batman animated series. That name I can't remember.
1: Oh, she was wonderful.
0: Absolutely. That that's literally where the character came from.
1: Yeah, and she was one of my favorite characters to come out of it.
0: Yeah, I, okay, I'm, I'm going to look up her name because I want to give this actor's credit.
1: My other favorite is the uh, genius young woman who became the new and, in my opinion, many ways better uh, question.
0: Oh, Renee Montoya? Yeah. She's in this. I'm not
1: sure you would I like didn't her, want to but get her, but name I find wrong. her interesting. I didn't want to get her... I'll admit, I, I avoided saying her name because I didn't want to get her name wrong. <laughs> Because I do love her character, and she is a great question. Um,
0: okay, Arlene as Sorkin. the character. Arlene Sorkin was the voice of Harley Quinn in the Batman animated series and a bunch of stuff afterwards. And then I think she got supplanted by Tara Strong. Who is just doing an Arlene Sorkin voice. But yeah, they're all great, but Margot Robbie just kind of isn't getting it, and the writing super doesn't help. A joke the writing seems to lean on every once in a while is just having Harley, in her Harley voice, do like rapid speed read of like some armchair psychology. Okay. Which is
1: like, hey, look, she's the doctor. She's a psychiatrist. Oh, Which she... Now she is a psychiatrist. Yes, she's a brilliant psychiatrist who put herself through uh, like medical school at a young age very quickly, and then was psychologically tormented by the Joker into falling in love with him. Yep. like she was very heavily manipulated, and it's one of the brilliant pieces about her character, especially when she finally gets away from the bastard.
0: They briefly mentioned that in an animated bit in the beginning of the movie. last a minute.
2: Yay. Reference.
0: <laughs> anyway, no
1: respect yes. for the character.
0: <laughs> no, they have respect for the character that made them. That made the money.
1: That, honestly, that's the thing I hate most about New Harley Quinn, and like that's a personal preference thing. It, the fact that they basically like. Turned her into clown prostitute, like design-wise. Which female empowerment dress however you want, but I'm never going to find that physically
0: appealing. Like okay, I just, it. I should also me. mention I don't know. One of the main complaints that one of the main complaints that assholes had was that the characters in the movie weren't sexy. <sighs> But anyway. Yeah, so. The movie, the big thing, Harley fucking breaks up with the Joker by stealing a gas truck and driving it into Ace Chemical. Cause a big fucking explosion that honestly kind of looks great. Um, There's some bits in this movie that actually look really good. Like they have a lot of like really interesting color to them. um, A lot of like some actually pretty interesting like in terms of like dynamic fight stuff. Um. The final like big fight thing is the birds is the birds of prey in Harley Quinn um, versus like dozens upon dozens of black mask mobs inside of a funhouse. Oh, that sounds awesome! And they managed to do something with it. <coughs> like, there's a bit they show in the trailer. They don't show the full context of where like Huntress is like fighting a dude. Uh, she she goes down like a she goes down like a massive slide. Guy comes down after. Her. She like braces herself up and then drops down on him as he comes o- as he comes beneath her and just starts stabbing him in the chest. And, like, the camera is also on the slide, kind of, like, tracking this as it goes. Cool. Yeah, it looks looks really cool. Um, Harley also, they've also uh, implemented some of the uh, Harley Quinn roller derby stuff from the comics. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, and so in the final fight, Harley is going there with a still very big but, like, more sensible mallet. As like her main weapon, riding around on fucking roller skates, fighting dudes on like rotating things with like massive hands on on like springs, jumping on trampolines and smacking dudes in the head with the mallet. And they also use the canary cry as this Harley essentially like use the canary cry as a boost to catch up to a car while on rollerblades.
1: Okay, what's the canary cry? Because I haven't actually read uh, most of Bla- of. Uh... Oh, okay. It took me. Oh my God. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I feel bad for that. Cause I was like, oh, that canary cry while I was talking.
0: <laughs> yeah. Like the, I yeah.
1: was literally about to say, I haven't read most of black canaries. Like that's not the book, but now I know what the hell I was asking about. Thanks for being dumb, Aaron. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Like, and I don't think, I don't think I've seen like, at least from what I have from what I remember reading, and I remember basically nothing. I don't remember people, like, ever using the Canary Cry as anything other than, like, an offensive weapon.
1: Yeah, but, huh. It's
0: so, like, that was neat. Yeah, that's that's brilliant. And I kind of... and I, The main thing I kind of, like, switched around in my head for watching this movie and kind of giving it a bit more charity is thinking of the character that Margot Robbie is playing not as... Harley Quinn from the DC animated series and the comics, Harley Quinn from, but I think of it thinking of her like Harley Quinn from injustice. Cause Harley Quinn from injustice. I really like,
1: I haven't played much of injustice. I've played like five minutes of it in which I barely learned the
0: controls. And I'm pretty
1: sure I got my ass handed to me a lot.
0: That's fine. <laughs> you can read injustice because there are comic books. Oh, ah. and the comic books are honestly the best thing injustice does. Because the comics are really good. As long as you aren't too big a fan of Wonder Woman.
1: Okay. A- ask Birdie. I'm a fan of Wonder Woman.
0: Okay, talk to Birdie. <laughs> it, it it gets rough.
1: Yeah, I, I am a Wonder Woman fan,
0: so... As yeah. am I. <laughs> but yeah, um, see, Harley Quinn in, those, in the comics uh, is... Also, kind of Deadpool E, but like not to the extent. Like, like she is, like she, like she doesn't ever like break the fourth wall or anything like that. She doesn't. She isn't like, well, I'm wacky zany. It's just like she will occasionally pull out a fake mustache.
1: Okay, so that's fun.
0: Yeah, like there's a point where uh, there's a point in uh, Injustice, in, like in the first run of Injustice, years one through five, where Harley, like, kind of takes uh, Lobo's bike. And I heard about that. And they're riding along and like and like Lobo lands the bike and it's like, why are you wearing a mustache? And she's like and she's like, one should never have to justify a fake mustache. And he's like, damn right. But that was just it's just fun. And also she develops like a very interesting friendship with Black Canary. And Green Arrow, honestly. Okay. The kind green arrow's in this? No, not in this, in the movie. I'm talking about in the comics. Okay. Yeah, okay. I'm talking about good writing.
1: Okay. I was I was very confused for a second.
0: Yeah, no, yeah. Um, yeah. In the comics, like Harley develops a really tight friendship with Black Canary and Green Arrow before both of them die. Oh. Both of them killed by Superman. Lovely. Yeah. It's it's fun. It's it was actually really well done. Like 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 uh yeah, Superman has his parents like sequestered away in the Fortress of Solitude, and then, and then uh like Green Air, and then Batman leads like a team there, and Green Arrow is one of them, one of the people in the team. So he fires an arrow at Superman, which then deflects off of him and hits Superman's dad. So Superman just fucking kills him. But him firing an arrow at Superman was actually a distraction so that Superman wouldn't notice him firing an arrow out into the fucking out in the fucking tundra outside the Fortress of Solitude that held the magic pill that let everyone be able to fight Superman.
2: Uh,
0: And then later on, later on, um, Black Canary, after giving birth to her and Ollie's baby. And then Harley showing up to the hospital with a muzzle for the baby in case the baby has the canary cry. Oh,
1: that's sweet.
0: Yeah, it's little and pink and it's
1: adorable. Bla- we live in the weird world.
0: Yeah, and Black Canary's like, I'm not muzzling my baby. And Canary's like, we live- and Canary's like, well, Canary cry. Panel of no dialogue. Give me the muzzle.
1: We live in a weird, weird world.
0: Yeah, and then Black Canary baited out Superman into revealing himself as a member of the Yellow Lantern Corps. And broadcast that to the world, revealing that Superman was not the benevolent leader. he Everyone that he said he was to the world, that he actually just straight up as a tyrant then dies. They're both quite like heroes. Injustice yeah. is a really good comic. I need to read Injustice too soon. i mean, back to the movie. <laughs> yeah, I was going to let you finish. Yeah, so actually, speaking of Black Canary, um, the Black Canary in the movie is the boring version of her. Oh, yay. Where it's the same origin story. She's just sad about it. Like, Black Canary's whole thing is that her mom was also the Black Canary. And then when she retired, her daughter took up the mantle. Mm-hmm. In this, uh, the Black Canary, like, Dinah's mom was also the Black Canary. But then she got killed, and the cops did nothing to help, so she ended up working for Black Mask.
1: Yay! Depression!
2: Oh!
0: Uh, Renee Montoya is...
2: The well, one who...
1: Obviously, they needed to give her motivation to fight against Black
0: Mask beyond the fact that he's evil. Yeah. Uh, Renee Montoya was building a case against Black Mask. Because she's a cop. Is she not the question in this? No, she is. This is before she became the question. Boo. She was she was a character for decades before she became the question. I know,
1: but you've got all these other supers running around. It would be a great time for her to like be like It'd be great publicity for her as The Question.
0: They also haven't introduced The Question into the DC Cinematic Universe yet. I know, and that's the greatest crime of all. Yeah, so... Uh, with this version of Randy Montoya, they've aged her up a bit. And now she is, I mentioned this on Twitter, uh, sporting real Danny Glover energy. Question 2020. <laughs> Please.
1: <laughs> that sounds so
0: stupid. <laughs> Bitch, it's going to be more like question 2037. Oops, it's been canceled. (laughs) Fuck you. Am I wrong? No, you're
1: not. But the question is one of my favorite characters. The question's great, dude. Look who the fuck you're talking to. I've reread 52 so many times just for the question
0: bits. Because so good. So good. For those who don't know, the question is a private investigator with no face. Who is like...
1: Psychotically obsessed with serial conspiracies. Yes,
0: everything is a conspiracy.
1: There's, there's not multiple conspiracy Actlets theories. Were invented to control your mind. Yes, there are 32 flavors of ice cream at Baskin Robbins. And if you don't, know, if you don't know what an
0: aglet is, it means it's already got you. Yep. Read Fifty Two or watch Justice League Unlimited.
1: Both are great references for the question. Um, I think. Uh, Justice League Unlimited is a more humorous one.
0: Yeah, but um, they still
1: they still fucking go for it, dude. Yeah, they really do, and he's a great character.
0: Yeah, um, the point like the part where he was like fucking standing in the Justice League like main like secret back room and then get Superman to almost break just by talking at him. Mm-hmm. He's great. And Jeffrey Combs, amazing fucking actor, perfect choice for the question. But anyway, Renee Montoya, yeah, she is a older, uh, she's like an older member of the force. Um, like this whole thing, this whole like movie has this underlining thread of just women being marginalized, looked over by men, eventually kind of getting into their own or whatever. And the way that works with uh, Renee is that she's a good cop who gets all of her work taken and the credit given to her male partners. Oh, lovely. Yes, her first one, yeah, the first uh the first time she like solved like a big murder case back in the day, and then all the credit was given to her partner who became the chief of police. And now she's like, "Yo, fuckers. Things, man, things are happening. I have fucking goddamn proof. I have strings. I just need I just need to go on this thing. I need I have people We're working, working stuff." And everyone's like, "Fucking no, dude." So she's like, "All right, yeah, fucking well, just I quit. be normal." As so he just fucking Which quits and then goes and becomes a vigilante, basically. But I, I'd like that. I, I, did, I know that it wasn't. I've been trying to turn my. I've been trying to. I have been trying to turn off my brain in terms of comparing shit to the source material because I feel like that is lazy criticism.
1: It really is. Um, and I
0: don't mind this. I like.
1: Yeah, no, that's actually a very good, like, I like the way they're expressing her name on Toya and her independence there.
0: Yeah, like she, and like, it's shown throughout the movie that she is actually just straight up a good cop. Uh, like, she, she's a great cop, but she has had, like, relationship troubles, uh, she has had troubles with alcohol abuse. And then eventually she's able to kind of come around and actually, you know, save the day and stuff. And they, managed, and they also managed to have her, like, have a fighting style that, like, doesn't put her in league with the others, but is able to hold her own in a way that makes sense for her character, which is she has a nightstick and a very strong grip. So as largely as someone comes at her with a flying kick, she just hits him with a fucking nightstick and just keeps hitting him over and over again. Because this is Rene Montoya, not the question Rene Montoya.
1: Honestly, that feels like something the question Rene Montoya would do too. Yeah, probably.
0: Just <laughs> you're going to give me answers, crack. Uh, and then the huntress, uh, for the most part, for like the first half of the movie, she is just kind of largely, largely pulls from the like arrow interpretation of her. Where she is a mysterious person on a motorcycle wearing a, like a blackout helmet that goes around killing mobsters that dealt with that killed her family, but then around like the midpoint of the movie, we get kind of this like cut back where we learn some of her backstory and also that she's a, kind of a massive fucking nerd, which really sells the character for me. Of course, that would because up until that point she has been largely. Just hey, I'm kind of the best of any of you. But then you see that she, but then you see that like there's a there's a bit where she is like trying like everyone calls her the crossbow killer. No one calls her huntress. Only she refers to herself as huntress until the end of the movie. And there's a bit like where when she's like they call me hard cut to or sorry pause voice narration flashback to her getting training. And then also her standing in front of a mirror in her pajamas, practicing introducing herself as Huntress.
1: That's adorable.
0: And then once she actually, like, you know, gets revenge, beats the bad guy, saves the day, woo. And all the three all the three of them are like, hey, we're going to be fucking hanging out. out uh, Black Canary's like, you know, Huntress is way better than the Crossbow Killer. And she's just like, fucking thank you, dude. Just any validation for her cool name. And like super awkward fist bump joins the group. Like there, like there's like like Renee and the Black Canary are just like, yeah, cool, we're fucking fucking bros. Fist bump, and she's like, yes, I am also the bro. Fist bump, please. Because with what the character has been set up so far, it makes sense that she'd be awkward as hell. Because as far as the movie is concerned, she has spent the she has spent the years from age eight to twenty eight in a monastery learning how to fight. So she essentially has an 8-year-old's idea of what just of what vengeance is and then once that's done doesn't know what to do with her life so it's just like yes I will go along with this hello I am here here's my fist hello
1: it. adventure hello
0: <laughs> And Mary Elizabeth Winstead is fucking fantastic in the role
1: That that actually sounds like the first time uh one of my friends played D&D <laughs> like like out of character, he was like, Yes, let us go. Adventure. And then in character, it was it was the same exact thing. I was <laughs> like, Yes, you meet up with the party. And he was like, Hello, fellow adventurers. Are we going on an adventure today? <laughs> Table of experienced role players. Immediately one of them said, Ah, oh, great, we gotta take care of the mentally handicapped kid.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm going on the adventure. <laughs>
1: It was great. I loved it. Um.
0: Yeah, like the Birds of Prey themselves are all fine. Like the, this version of Rene Montoya with the actress doing it. Um, let me fucking look up her name. So I, remember like, I only remember like four of the actresses in this fucking movie. Uh, da, 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 da. Okie doke. So um, Rosie Perez, uh, Rene Montoya. Yeah, she she is really perfect for this iteration of the character they're going with. I like this older, more jaded, cynical version of Renee. Mm-hmm. Again, real hard Danny Glover from fucking I'm too old for, like from Lethal Weapon. I'm too old for this shit energy. Hmm. Um. Journey Smollett Bell. I probably butchered that name. While she is playing the most like boring version of the Black Canary, she's also she's still doing it well. That's She's good. She still has like enough charisma, and she handles like the action stuff pretty well. Uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead is the fucking best. Just, I really like this. I really like, I like this version of the character. I like her playing it. I just like her as an actress. She's amazing. Uh, villain wives. They also do. They also do a couple of interesting things. Um. One of the main I was ba-
1: interested to see the Black Mask as the, as a, the main villain in something live-action, because he's a good villain. This is kind of not the Black Mask you're aware of.
0: Yeah, I figured. Because Based this, on everything
1: I'd heard about the movie.
0: Because this Black Mask is a... Oh, okay, how do I describe him? He's a bit of a bitch.
1: Oh, absolutely. Lovely. That's my favorite version of the Black Mask.
0: But he's being trained to be an actual supervillain by by fucking Victor Zsasz. Nope, because Victor Zsasz is his lieutenant, and mainly what he does for the mainly what he does for Black Mask is cut people's faces off. Because that's what cause that's what Roman Sionis wants. Yeah, he he's trying to set himself up as like the new crime kingpin of Gotham. And, I assume this is before... No, this would have to be after
1: the Joker and all that stuff, so... Yeah, it's Joker. Just moron,
0: it's just moronic. No, Joker's fucking gone.
1: Yeah, but there's like a bajillion other supervillains.
0: Yes, so he... Yeah, and he is trying to go, Hey, me. Is it really idiotic for a guy who wants to be a crime boss to want to be a crime boss? It is in Gotham City. Everyone in Gotham City is a retard. Yes,
1: but you've also got a bunch of criminals who actively try and kill each other.
0: Yes. He. He rips the faces off an entire family of triads.
1: Okay, then. No, nah, that's badass enough.
0: Yeah, like it starts out uh, where he's like in the where he's like in his club because he owns a club. Uh, talking to, talking to one of the triad people, and the triads are like, "Hey, appreciate your offer. Fuck off." I was like, "Okay, kidnap his family." Has them all strung up in a meat locker. Um, has Zaz cut off the guy's face. Cuts off the wife's face, and then is like, I was like, okay, you know what? Child, will let you go." But is that a snot bubble? Fuck Skinner really yeah because this scientist is also a bit of uh, like a germaphobe he is constantly wearing gloves and like never really touches anything for super long and he also doesn't put the mask on until like the end of the movie ah but he does put the mask on it looks fucking great whereas for about 30 minutes think it's blown up by a grenade And honestly actually a really great shot that annoys me, but Zaz, I actually really like in this, um, Zaz is played by, uh, Chris Messina, been a bunch of stuff. If you you saw the face, you know him. Uh, but yeah, like he's essentially been trying to, he's trying to like drive black mask into like being more and more like hardcore of criminal. Um, he still like has all the cuts all over his body and stuff. Um, we don't see them until like near the end of the movie, but like at the beginning of the movie, we see that he has like a bunch of, like a couple like cuts on like the side of his face. And then once we get to the end and he like has Harley Quinn captured, he opens up his shirt and you just see like dozens upon dozens of cuts. And he's like, I got a special place for yours right here. Just talking about, you know, letting people go to the other side and like marking them on his flesh. Mm-hmm. Just doing Victor's ass shit.
1: Yeah. Victor's ass is a great character.
0: Yeah. <laughs> he's also not bald, but I was like, you know, I was, like, you know, like, bleach white hair.
2: Hmm, okay. Which,
0: it's a look. I'm and, not going to
1: say no to them changing the way a character looks.
0: Yeah. Like I will say that all the birds of prey costumes once they actually are the birds of prey look fucking terrible. Oh, lovely. But it's their first fucking thing. They were not the main focus of this. So I assume that if they ever do a birds of prey movie, which I'm guessing they won't now that they'll actually take time to design real costumes. And not just hey everyone's in vi- everyone's in the same shade of blue baggy clothing.
1: That sounds like superhero a superhero I've designed.
0: Yeah. There's another character who for some reason they keep calling Cassandra Kane. Which is weird cuz Cassandra Kane is not in this movie. I'm now confused. So, Cassandra Kane, for those who don't know, is one of the Batgirls. She is one of the more popular ones. Um, she was the daughter of an assassin who essentially raised her as an experiment in raising someone without language. Uh, he taught her, never, never spoke to her, never showed her any affection, just fought her and taught her to read body language so well that she could essentially speak to people through body language. This Cassandra Kane. Is a foster child and pickpocket. That that's it. And her role in the plot is, she stole the MacGuffin and swallowed it, and would not poop it out till the end of the movie.
1: You know, there's something wrong when you're with your movie, when one of the major arcs we follow is, did the kid poop yet? <laughs> Yeah, so I don't know. Did she did she poop yet? At the end of the movie, I mean, good. All right,
0: did so she pooped. Yep. Uh, so one of the things I thought they would be doing is it's like when she when we first meet, Cassandra came by name. Um, she's at the police station, and she she has like a cast with like a bunch of shit shoved into it from stuff she's stolen, and mm-hmm. when Renee goes to talk to her, she kind of like coughs and rubs her throat a bit, and I was and I was thinking. That like oh. What they're going for is that her abusive foster family, like hit her throat so hard that she know that she like can't talk for the for the whole fucking movie, and since she is you know fucking like street kid stealing shit, she's able to get a read on people well enough that she's kind of able to like whatever. That's what I was thinking. That went right at the fucking window. A second later, when she started talking.
1: mm mm-hmm. Mhm. I was I was literally sitting here like she immediately talks, doesn't
0: she? Immediately. <laughs> So for half a second I was like, wait, maybe they're trying. Oh no, never mind. Are they going to be interesting now? Nope. So from character faithfulness side of things, terrible. From just this iteration of the character, also terrible because she's not a, really a character. She's just a she is the kid. Just she is there to, she is there to <sighs> She is there to have Harley Quinn grow a heart, and then is there to also drag Harley Quinn into the fucking path of everyone else.
1: Uh, and her heart grew three sizes that day. Heart attack.
0: Yep. And then it grew a size bigger when the child gave her her favorite breakfast sandwich. Yes, this is a thing that happens.
1: See, now I'm about to go. Just go eat. <laughs> yes. The movie,
0: this makes with Har- me hungry. the movie starts with Harley. The movie starts with Harley ordering a breakfast sandwich and then ha- then losing it. And the movie ends with her getting into a car with the kid and the kid hands her a breakfast sandwich. It opens and closes the fucking movie.
1: They bookended the film with an egg with sandwich. sandwich. Now, are we talking like egg, bacon, cheese or is it just straight egg? Egg, bacon, cheese. Okay. Uh, and, at least it's a good
0: sandwich. Yeah, egg, bacon, cheese and I think it's also like kind of like grilled cheese style bread.
1: Oh, that's good sandwich.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Apparently it's the not best good in city. enough to book into movie, but a good sandwich. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, you see what I mean by like Deadpoolification? Like that seems like something a Hackney Deadpool writer would do. Where like it's like, where it's like yeah. we start the story with pancakes. And end it with pancakes. What? Uh, isn't that so quirky? Hey y'all, what about chimichangas? I don't even like that food. It's like the way the word sounds. And sorry if you're hearing the buzzing. Someone is vacuuming. And I can't exactly say stop it because they're vacuuming in not my room.
1: Uh, Jesus. Donate to our Patreon so that Dead Man doesn't have to live with people anymore.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Actually, yes, please. Patreon.com. slash so prods link in the sidebar. But anyway, yeah. So that's kind of my thing with the movie of like the big, the main thrust of the movie, Harley Quinn, is the second worst part of the movie. With the worst part of it, sorry, the third worst part of the movie. With the second worst being the kid, because even outside of comparing her to the comics, she is a severely underwritten character, and her actress isn't great. Like, did you ever play LA Noir?
1: For like five minutes, and then I got frustrated with it and walked away.
0: Okay, did you ever get to an interrogation, like questioning yes. someone? Yes, I did. Okay, so you know how in that game they're like, "They're like, all right, so you're lying, but you got to act like you're not lying." There's a there's a delivery that she has in the, that she has in a scene that is just straight up that. She's like, "What are you talking about? I don't know anything about a diamond." as her eyes are darting all around. Doubt. Yes, at which point Harley... Well, actually, at this point, Harley hits the lie button and then presents as evidence her psychiatry background. (laughs) And then just reads through all of her terrible performance as saying, hey, you're lying. yeah so and then the worst thing about it is just the writing because the writing a lot of the time is just not good like a lot of like bad lines of dialogue a lot of like unfunny jokes really like trying to force shit in but then but then they kind of make up for it with the rest of the cast because Hugh McGregor's having a lot of fun Chris Messina is doing a really great iteration of Victor Zazz um, Journey Smollett Lee I think that was the name Uh, she has she has a decent amount of charisma and is able to like pull off some of the stunt work properly Um, Mary Elizabeth Winstead is fantastic Uh, uh, Rosie Perez is just kind of really good with really good in this role and the directing holds up well like there are a lot like there are a lot of really interesting uh, that ending fight scene is really interesting a lot of the other ones are like fairly well done decently choreographed with like a lot of color and shit going on that doesn't isn't too distracting there's one fight scene that I'm not super a fan of uh, but for the most part I feel like they all hold up really well uh, yeah music side kind of th- music side kind of things uh, kind of, that kind of does waver a bit because uh, there's there is some of it that is that is a little bit too on the nose with the messaging some of it that's just some fucking bangers other ones that are some real life fucking gears of war mad world syndrome shit. Where, I've never played Gears of War, so I don't know what that's like. So if you don't ever pay attention to video game marketing, I
1: actively ignore Gears of War ads.
0: This is all video game marketing, really. Yes. So Gears of War started it because they were talking about like super metal action song. Fuck no, I'm talking Mad World by Gary Jules. I don't know what that song is. It is a very somber, very dour piano ballad. What? Okay. Yeah, the first Gears of War trailer that kind of was released was was scored to Mad World, and so it was this fucking big bombast action game that was scored like a fucking art house film. And
1: uh, hold, hold up a second. Welcome back to Caveman's Education and Music. Okay, mm-hmm. continue.
0: Yeah. And so then, when that happened, video game companies were like, "Oh fuck, we can do that." So what they started doing was they started taking like very well-known songs and then doing like slow tempo piano covers. I uh, remember when we watched uh stalker. Oh, how could I forget? Do you remember some of the music in that where it was like, Hey, we know the song. This is the terrible version of the song. Yes. It's that kind of thing where they take a song that has some vague idea to do with what's happening. Um, and then drop the tempo make everything really dour and then put it to a piano. And they have like one or two songs in here that are like that. And so when I say like Gears of War, Gears of War fucking Mad World thing, Mad World is kind of what started that trend in video game marketing. And then from there, it kind of spread out to other stuff. Okay. It was a really good trailer for Gears of War. Fuck that trailer for Gears of War. (laughs) yeah so like this movie you see what I mean by good with an asterisk
1: yeah I get what you mean by good with an asterisk
0: yeah like if I had a written review for this which I was planning on doing but then didn't because at this point it's sitting like a three out of five for me
1: we're good at our gerbs
0: yeah yeah it's like a three out of five for me where like it has potential. Potential, at least in the birds of prey themselves. But the movie doesn't super hold up. I still think this is one of the better DC movies. It's not hard. If I were to, if I were to like rank the good DC movies, well, the good quote unquote DC movies, it would go Shazam by a fucking country mile.
1: Yeah. That was a great DC movie.
0: Then Harley Quinn and Wonder Woman kind of on the same parallel. And then Aquaman.
1: Aquaman was fun.
0: Exactly, but it isn't a good. Like, I didn't movie.
1: expect it to be like as fun as it was. Wow, yeah. DC, your bar is low. Yeah. Like your
0: DC, your bar
1: is low.
0: They have not, nor will I think they ever again make a movie as good as Shazam. And Shazam, like, it's, Shazam is a really good movie. It's not a fucking groundbreaking movie. It's not, it shouldn't be that hard to make a movie as good as Shazam.
1: I hope the sequel's at least half as good. Probably won't be.
0: I mean, with the sequel, they're introducing Black Adam and Kondok, and then also getting into, like, The Seventh Child. <laughs>
1: It's still DC.
0: Yeah, but I, hopefully it's the same fucking director.
1: Has he said anything inflammatory, racist, or highly sexist?
0: Not that I'm aware of.
1: Then we might get the same director.
0: Before this, he was involved in kind of a shady in kind of a shady contest with the movie studio that produced his last movie. Okay, but it was Warner Brothers that did it. Oh, so well, there you go. Yeah. We
1: don't have a very high opinion of certain movie
0: studios. (laughs) Nope. I should also mention um, the director of this. So, Kathy Ann. Kathy Ann's the director. Um, This is her second movie. Her first movie came out in 2018. It was called Dead Pigs. Where she served as writer and director.
1: I assume it's about dead cops.
0: Uh, No, it's about a pig farmer. Oh. Yes. A bumbling pig farmer, a feisty salon owner, a sensitive busboy, an ambitious (laughs) expat architect, and a a disenchanted rich girl converge and collide as thousands of dead pigs float down the river towards a rapidly modernizing Shanghai, China, based on true events.
1: I've heard about this movie. I think my father-in-law watched it. Huh. He he watches a lot of weird crap, and then he's like, yeah, it's, it's really good. And I'm like, maybe I'll watch it. <laughs> and then because I'm me, I never watch it.
0: Yeah, so you know, the director, Kathy Ann, um, Chinese-born American. Uh, yeah, she made that movie, which she wrote and directed, and then directed this one, kind of falling into the, uh, the multi-film franchise curse of... Hey, you made one good indie movie. Okay, here's a multi million dollar film. You have to make your money back. You're never working this fucking town again. Better fucking
1: not screw this up.
0: Yeah, especially true because she's a woman.
1: God, the world is depressing
0: sometimes. Yes, it is. (laughs) Like the first time it happened with a woman, she made fucking Wonder Woman, which is, which broke fucking records. Mm -hmm. So she's doing fucking great. I think Kathy Ann still had the one shot, which is a shame. She is a she is a solid director. Like that, like that was one of the best things about this movie was just the <laughs> directing and the visual style of it all. uh, That that worked really well, and I would like to see what she does. I I, I would like to see her do similar kinds of things like this. I would like to see her attempt some kind of other action ish adjacent property, maybe the Birds of Prey. Maybe that will get released as a fucking uh, a DC Universe television series. That will last 13 episodes, but cancel after the first one.
1: Because they went over budget, because they had to do a fucking superhero show on a sh- shoestring budget. It's didn't stop Titans. Uh. <laughs> oh, fuck. Why wasn't that canceled?
0: Because th- th- the world is dumb, and I'm sad. But anyway, yeah, birds, Harley Quinn, Birds of Prey, whatever the fuck it's called. It's, it's all right. It's passable. Whatever, whatever, like lower tier term I can say that still falls under the umbrella of it was good.
1: It was enjoyment.
0: Yeah. I look forward to June or July, whatever the month it was rolling around when me, Birdie, and Nico will all be in one room so we can watch this movie and scream at it together. Anyway, The End of the Fucking World. No, that's not me just reading things off my wish list. This is a TV show.
2: Eh.
1: Before we react, give them the premise so that I can properly show my disinterest in this entire concept.
0: So The End of the Fucking World is based off of a graphic novel of the same name, and it's about two... English teens. Uh, one of them named James. Other one named Alyssa. Um, or, or Alyssa. Alyssa. Yes. Uh, Alyssa is a disaffected teen, youth, girl whose mom is in her whose mom is in her second marriage uh, to a man who can charitably be call, called controlling and could uncharitably be called. Emotionally abusive and maybe a pedophile? I don't know. I'm probably never going to find out.
1: What? You mean you're not going back for the rest of the series?
0: Probably not. Dead man. Uh, It's
1: almost like you realize how stupid this is. The concept is dumb.
0: James, on the other hand, is... Another disaffected youth, but this time he's disaffected because he thinks he's a psychopath.
1: I think I'm a loon now.
0: He spends his time murdering animals and keeping track. Uh, he regularly has fantasies about just killing people. He wants to violently assault his dad. He has very... Is his dad a dick? Uh. He's the cartoon of what you imagine a dad is. Oh, so well, hey Ben, let's go uh, play ball. The first time the first time we see him, he He does like a bad pun joke. And then is and then and then James in voiceover goes, I wanna punch him in the face. And that's essentially what is like, hey, I can't cook, so I order in food a lot. But I'm drinking. <laughs>
1: Uh, I'm laughing at your delivery, not the joke.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I know. And not like alcoholic drinking, just like dad at the end of the day drinking. Mm Mm-hmm. Where he sits down and nurses a beer for like three hours.
1: I wish I could do that.
0: Yeah, so the two of them get together. Um, Alyssa is like, hey, this guy seems neat. And James is like, hey, I could kill her. And they start dating. Hopefully, you can hear my air quotes.
1: Hopefully, you can hear my disaffected scowl.
2: I thought it was your resting face at it than the
0: teens. Anyway, uh, yeah, so the two of them decide, like, "Hey, fuck it, let's go on the road." Alyssa, in like a hopeless romantic, "Hey, let's fucking get out of here and do whatever we want." And James, like, "I am going to kill her." I got four episodes in and then gave up. Now, I do not think the premise is as apparently moronic as cave does. I hate teenagers.
1: So like anything that shows teenagers acting like, Oh, the world's ending because I'm a teenager and everything's horrible. Kind of immediately earns my ire.
0: I don't think that's what this was about.
1: That's what it looked like by all the ads. Like, all of the ads on Netflix are like, yeah, the world sucks. I guess I could murder her. Yeah, the world sucks, but eh, he's mildly attractive. And that's all I got. Like,
0: every ad. Yeah, it, it, was le- it was less kind of like, the world sucks, so I might as well do this thing. It was more, the world sucks, period. I'm going to do this thing. Not much of a save, but just, you know, clarification. But yeah, like, the show gets needlessly dark at times. So a not- show
1: about one team that wants to murder another team gets needlessly dark.
0: Do tell. Yeah, so... I believe over the course of the series, he murders one person. And that, yeah, that person, that person, yes, was a serial abuser and rapist. Yeah. Like, like, so in episode three, they kind of, they break into this dude's house. I think it was episode three. Yeah. Episode three, they break into this dude's house and they just kind of hang out like, Hey, yeah, we're drinking. We're having fun, whatever, blah, uh, and she's like, yeah, I'm going to suck your dick. And he's like, I don't know how to react to this. And she gets mad.
2: <sighs>
0: uh, and so then she goes out and finds some rando on the street who like looks like he's in his 20s and her character is 17.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So they head back to fuck. Because I guess the legal age is 17. I don't know. Anyway, yeah. So as they're upstairs, pretend, as they're upstairs trying to fuck, uh, James finds a bunch of like pictures of finds a bunch of pictures of like you know tied up and beaten girls. And then finds a videotape of of this guy, like of this g- of the guy who owns the house, just like doing something to this other woman. We never actually see what it is. We're just kind of we just kind of hear sounds of like a distressed woman crying, and then the, the occasional grunt. With flashes to some of the images that were shown in the Polaroids. Mm-hmm. So you know. It gets the idea across without... He's
1: forcing himself
0: on her. Yeah, it gets the idea across without having to show anything. Uh, eventually, he comes home. The guy. Uh, and finds Alyssa sleeping in his bed. He's like, oh, hi. You in trouble? Do you have anywhere to go? Do you have any family? No? Well,
1: All right, I know cool. where that questioning is going. All right, cool. Get your pants
0: off. And just fucking throws himself on her. At which point, James crawls up from under the bed, sticks a knife in the dude's throat... He he like bleeds a massive amount on top of on top of Alyssa and falls down dead. Uh, In episode four, uh, the blood pool actually kind of begins forming a little heart around his head.
1: Oh, dear God.
0: I don't think they were drawing attention to it or if it or if it was even intentional.
1: I'm still going to have that reaction because that's the reaction it deserves.
0: Yes, James stabs the guy and then vomits. Because, hey, spoilers,
1: he's not a psychopath hey spoilers he is just not the kind that can comfortably kill humans yet
0: yep the show is a very shows a very binary idea of what psychopaths are
1: he tortures and kills animals and catalogs it he's a psychopath he needs help
0: yeah he won't get it I think in the second season he goes to prison then breaks out I've read about the second season I haven't watched any of it I'm not gonna be watching the first season uh, but anyway, yeah, I, the main thing that drew, the main thing that pushed me away from this was the humor because a lot of the humor is that British awkward humor. I'm just, Hey, we're going to, we're going to have someone be in a situation where they do not look comfortable or where they will just kind of pause for a bit too long. And I do not find that shit funny.
1: Any of that staring at the camera, waiting for you to laugh bit.
0: Not staring at the camera, waiting to laugh, but a lot of staring at the camera. Because because some of the conversations that they have is filmed like is filmed where the camera is in the POV of the other person. So you know they'll have shit like that where it's just the we're just the two of them just kind of standing there sitting there like kind of staring at each other. Well,
1: you know, actually the, one of my favorite endings is one of those like POV staring shots. And it's, uh, what was the name of the movie? It was like a big romance movie that, uh, like it was one of the ones that popularized the hold a uh, boom box over your head and like, just live for tomorrow. And like the end is, well, I ruined your life and I have no idea what I'm doing. Let's just stare at the camera for an awkward
0: amount of time. I'm thinking of two different movies. Uh, So the because like they both sound like it sounds like two different things like but the boombox thing that's I think that's say anything.
1: Mm, I don't think it would say anything. So the it was like from the 80s.
0: Uh, Dustin Hoffman.
1: I do not recall actors.
0: Um, Mrs. Robinson are you trying to seduce me?
1: Dude, uh, uh, I shouldn't have even mentioned it because I don't remember enough about this
0: movie. I remember, so the two of them sitting, the two of them sitting on the bus staring into the camera, one of them in a wedding dress. Yep. That's the graduate. Okay. Yeah, dude. Yeah, college graduate ends up uh, like having an affair with his next door neighbor um, and then eventually transfers that over to his daughter. Sorry, to her daughter. Um, But then the daughter goes off to get married and he runs over, interrupts the wedding. The two of them run off and get onto the bus and then realize what the fuck am I doing with my life? Yeah. And then Simon and Garfunkel Hello Darkness starts playing.
1: Great ending, yep. Not an intentional ending, but a great ending.
0: No, that was intentional.
1: No, I remember reading an article saying that uh, they got that ending because they like they didn't know when to say cut, so that uh, the cameraman just kept rolling, and like they decided to go with it because it kind of made it a much better story than what they had originally. Hmm. Like, it went from, hey, whirlwind romance nonsense to, oh, "Oh, we're fucked. Don't rush and make stupid decisions because,
0: you know, you should really think this out sometimes. Yes. The ending, eventually parodied by Wayne's World. Because I'm pretty sure that's the end of Wayne's World 1.
2: Hmm.
0: Potentially Wayne's World 2. I don't remember a lot about the Wayne's World movies individually. (sighs) But anyway, uh, last thing I've talked about. um, It's kind of not the right time to talk about it, but there's something adjacent to it I want to talk about. So I started watching Parasite today. Uh, Parasite, for those who don't know, movie by Bong Joon-ho, recently kind of swept at the Oscars, taking, I believe, Best International Film, Best Director, and Best Picture.
1: Like, I've heard that it's a very good film. I want to see it. Yeah. Oh, fuck
0: and yeah so that's kind of why i actually started that's, that's that's why i started watching it i started watching it earlier today but then i had to do groceries so i couldn't finish it by the time we started recording but i yeah i wanted to see it just because i'd heard so fucking much about it and then the oscars win kind of clenched it and yeah i've i'm only about like the first hour into it so far and it is really good Like, the beginning of it, at least. I know that, I know that at some point there's, like, a fucking switch-up that happens. But, like, as it is, it is a interesting movie. Uh, so far, the movie is just about this family essentially conning their way into working for an incredibly rich family down the street. Like, like we meet this family. They're kind of initially living in squalor. Um, Like, they... Like, they don't have phone. Like, they all have cell phones, but no, their cell phones are working because they can't pay the bills. So, like, they have to, like, stand on their toilet in the middle of this crouched bathroom in order to get a Wi-Fi signal from the coffee shop.
1: I know that feeling.
0: Uh, yeah, like, there's there's a point where they're, like, folding, like, dozens upon dozens of, uh, like, pizza boxes for very little money. And then, and then, like, as a guy's coming through getting fumigated, like, fumigating the neighborhood, they're like, hey, close the window. And the dad's like, no, I'll leave it up. get rid of the stink bugs. So they're just sitting in fumigation folding pizza boxes all coughing.
1: Yeah, it was never that bad for me.
0: (laughs) Yeah. uh, So then eventually uh, this eventually like a friend of the sons comes over and is like, hey, hey, I want to give this to you. This is a, this is a like, you know, fucking it's like a, it's a rock that's supposed to like bring the family wealth and fortune. Two of them head out and then he's and then he kind of says the guy, hey, so I'm tutoring this kid. I have to go study abroad, and I want you to take over his English tutor for me. Specifically because this university student is interested in this high school kid and plans on asking her out once when she gets into university, and he doesn't want any of his frat bros hanging out with her, because they'll probably just try to fuck her.
1: Well, that's marginally better? That he's waiting until she's, you know, actually of age?
0: Yeah, and also when he's not her teacher. Yeah, because that's a different ethical okay. dilemma.
1: Yeah, like good for
0: him. Yeah, so he yeah, so that this kid um gets his sister to forge some graduation documents because his sister is a whiz with Photoshop. Gets in, gets is the job
1: pressing that that's an actual thing.
0: Yeah, gets in, gets the job uh, because he because like on top of. Like the dude actually is smart about. It. He's our English teacher. And he actually can speak English relatively well, because because according to according to this guy, um, like in dialogue earlier, because of his military service, he ended up taking like the university entrance exam like four times, mm-hmm. and is like really great at actually teaching English to people. So gets in, gets the job.
1: Now, um, uh, for those of you who aren't aware, this is a foreign film. Yes, it is set in so South Korea. So when he Korea. says teaching English, he means teaching the language English.
0: Yes. Yeah, just, is a South I, Korean like you movie.
1: keep saying teaching English, my brain goes back to, well, I'm an English teacher. Yeah. And then it's like, no, not that kind of English
0: teacher. Yes. I figured the name director Bong Joon-ho would have given it away.
1: Yes, but I'm sitting here <laughs> having to recorrect myself every time. So I figured there might be one person who's listening. Fair Who's just like. Well, I could have taken that job. Why did you need a degree?
0: Fair enough. It, but yeah, so um, the youngest son of that family is also like sketching and doodling a lot. And, her, and, her mom, and his mom keeps like putting ideas and meaning behind it where there isn't. So as he's leaving, he's like, hey, I know this girl ah, uh, fuck, like she's my cousin's classmate. Oh, fuck, what's her name? Uh when she was in the state she went by Jessica. Uh, fuck, what's her Korean name? I don't know, but anyway, she's like a really great art teacher. Um, teaching style's a bit weird, but you want me to introduce you? And then essentially that just gets up, gets us like path going of each subsequent family member saying, hey, you need this position filled in your household. I happen to know a guy until the entire family is working in that house. You know, the son's the English tutor, the daughter's the art tutor, the dad's the driver, and the mom's the housekeeper. All through like this incredibly elaborate scam. Where the son is like, you know, a English degree holding fucking dude. The girl went to like art school and studied art therapy and art psychology. The dad is like a veteran grade like driver who's been driving cars for like fucking decades. The mom is from a... It's from a members-exclusive... uh Like, household service.
1: <laughs> wow. It, that's professional-level conning right there.
0: Yeah, and it's... And, here, and here's the thing. Like, normally with a movie like this... You'd you'd assume that, like, these people... Would be portrayed as the bad guys.
1: No, it's the uh, family they're working for? No, neither. No? There's no bad guys?
0: Not yet. Like... The, okay. Like, like, the, like, the con family had did lie about everything about to get did lie about everything <laughs> to get involved family. in this like in order to get the driver Wait, fired the,
1: are are their names the cons or uh, no um okay because i was about to say that is some hackneyed writing naming your con artists
0: the cons um, uh no uh the family is the kim family okay yeah uh yes like they name yes like they fucking con their way in there and like they do some kind of reprehensible shit, like they, like the daughter leaves a pair of panties in the driver car, in like the driver's car, uh, in order to make it in order to make it seem like the driver is just fucking people in the car. You know, very unprofessional. Yeah. Uh, with the with the housekeeper, she's like deathly allergic to peaches, so they will like you know dust her with peach fuzz every once in a while, and then say, yeah, she has active tuberculosis. Wow. Yeah, eventually. I'm impressed. Yeah, like they're kind of planting the seed in the housewife on this thing. And it's like, yo, she has fucking act tuberculosis. Um, they come home. the The daughter had just kind of dusted her with the stuff. She starts having like a fucking uh, anaphylactic attack, just like coughing horribly. Dad, the the, the father as the driver, kind of gets ahead, gets the, the find the tissue in the find the tissue in the uh, garbage bin, pours some bright red hot sauce on it to make it look like blood. Oh god, and then <laughs> that's holds, just vile. Yeah, and then holds it up. Um, and they also kind of do the uh, and like the the people like the rich family involved with this. Instead of just saying, instead of like trying to like ruin these people's lives, they also try to go out of their way to find an excuse to get rid of them. So it's not like, hey, this guy's a sexual predator or whatever. This kind of like, hey, he isn't good at his job or whatever. And with the uh, with the housekeeper, they get her to quit. So that she like I guess she's still able to like, go out there and do her own jobs and stuff. Like the rich family is kind of naive and dumb, but they're not evil. They're just evil. rich. Okay.
1: I'm I'm confused as to where the parasite part comes in, because it sounds like these people are actually working.
0: They are, but they're also they also, you know, got the job by Lying in and now just kind of suckling off the fucking like a parasite that it's that's attached to an organism doesn't necessarily mean that the parasite does bad things to the organism. That's true. But yeah, like I said, I only I only got, only got about the first hour in so I still have an hour and a half left. And for what I hear things go.
1: You'll have to inform me. I will try to watch this, but I don't know like when I'll make the time.
0: Yes. So. The thing I want to mention adjacent to this is when Parasite won best picture, um, a man baby got super pissy and made a YouTube about it. Okay. Yes. He, he titled the video essentially Oscars get woke and he started screaming and going on a massive rant about why Parasite would have won when Joker handles all these topics as well. Oh dear fucking Christ. He's like, this film is foreign. Why the fuck did a foreign film win best picture? It already won best foreign picture. Not, not, you know, not caught out of the idea that they changed it to best international picture. And was like, how many motherfucking people in the United States of motherfucking America saw goddamn Parasite? I don't see Parasite. I haven't seen Parasite. I don't know what the fuck Parasite is. Admitting that he had never seen the movie he is violently ranting about.
2: Because
1: he wants to defend his favorite Joker.
0: Yeah, you see, we live in a society. I don't know, man. That whole thing, I I have not seen the video, but I've seen the clip from the video, which is the one where he does the. How many motherfuckers seen fucking parasite? I haven't. Fuck parasite. But I think so. The, you're
1: you're st- you're sitting here, I haven't even seen the video. <laughs> 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 I had to do it. I fucking yeah, had to I do know. it. It was just like there with glowing letters for me to do. I yep. couldn't resist.
2: Yep. Oh. Yeah, fuck
0: this guy. Parasite is really good for what I've seen so far. I, again, need to do back <laughs> half of it. Because I'm a good critic and I watch movies in halves. I don't know what the fuck it is, man. Like I have gotten into this weird habit lately of watching half a movie, pausing it, then watching the other half three weeks later. And I have no idea why. Just for whatever reason, movies, I'm having a hard time having movies hold my attention lately and it really bugs me. There's so many movies out there that I want to see that I haven't actually gotten a chance to see yet. Like, I've been meaning to fucking see Hereditary and *Midsummer* and fucking The Lighthouse and The Vavitch. And the fucking Black Coat's Daughter. I have that one on my fucking queue. I've had that on there for fucking months. So many of them, like hard boiled. Dark was the night. Uh, pop star never stop, never stopping. Killing of a sacred deer. The clove hitch killer. The love witch.
1: Is that like a sandwich made out of human hearts?
0: Uh no. The love witch is a. I,
1: I know what a love. I, I I know what it is. I was making a bad joke.
0: Oh, I didn't even register it as a joke.
1: Ow, <laughs> my feelings.
0: <laughs> anyway, that's I all I got wounded. Cave, what have you been watching?
1: Well, I've, I'm critically wounded here, dead man. I need a minute. <laughs> no. um. So my entire segment is basically going to be an advertisement for Verve. So for reference, um, we are not
0: sponsored by Verve.
1: No, we are not. I, I would love to be sponsored by Verve because they're definitely a uh, a streaming site that I can get behind um, but I will be quoting prices um, because for those of you who are curious it is $10 to get Verve premium which gets you access to all of Verve which includes Crunchyroll premium but it it's is not- worth it just for Crunchyroll because yeah, I'm pretty sure 10 bucks just is the price for Crunchyroll Uh, no, uh, Crunchyroll is $7.99.
0: Oh, so you only have to spend two more dollars Mm -hmm. to get access to... That's why it's
1: so well worth it.
0: Yeah, spend two more dollars to get access to how many other channels? Uh, well,
1: Verve is divided into, I think, like, six channels. Um, which is, uh, Boomerang, which has a fair bit of old Boomerang shit. Nickelodeon, which has a very limited, uh, 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 amount of, uh, uh, Nickelodeon shit. Um... Like, Verve, like, Prime. Like, they're, like, more popular stuff. Um, And a few others that I can't remember off the top of my
0: head. Oh, and Crunchyroll. Yeah, so I have the list here. All right. Yeah, so it is uh, Boomerang, uh, television shows and shorts from the extensive animation library of Warner Brothers, Cartoon Hangover, web-original cartoons from Federator Studios, Um, Crunchyroll, Crunchyroll, uh, High Dive, which, going off this, is the... Streaming service for Sentai Filmworks.
1: Yeah, yeah. I have a few uh, things uh, on my queue from there.
0: Uh, yeah, there is uh, Mondo Media, which is just a bunch of cartoons aimed at like young adults. I think this is where Dick Figures came from and Happy Tree yeah. Friends. Uh, Nick Rewind, television series for Nickelodeon that aired in the 1990s to early 2000s. <laughs>
1: yeah and there's like six on there that yeah. are actually worth watching so uh
0: then like, then Rooster Teeth it's Rooster Teeth
1: oh yeah Rooster Teeth's on there
0: yep uh and then Verve Select which is a curated selection of movies and shows from, for premium subscribers
1: yeah um and I will also say this about Verve it has the second worst video player of all of the streaming services <laughs> Uh, it skips around, drops out, requires far too much, uh, like, data speed for my, uh, liking, my liking. Uh, it is only, it is only better than Prime Video, which for some reason won't actually let us start an episode in the middle of a season right now, and I'm getting very frustrated with it.
0: Yay! Um... Amazon, but, they're worth a trillion dollars.
1: And they can't get their video player to work.
0: Why would they? Uh, they're worth a trillion dollars.
1: Yeah, true. Um, <laughs> um however, I'm going to start with the show that actually, like, was, like, I, it was advertised to me so much that I looked up Verve, saw that it was a monthly subscription, and said, nah, I'm good, For like, the first, like, few times. And that is... Harmon Quest. Do you like a non-specific D&D analog? Probably cuz you play D&D. Um, do you like voice actors who you like from other shit playing strange characters? You'll probably like Harmon Quest. It's a it's a like nonsensical D&D game where like pretty much all of the characters are... Actually, fall more into the term caricature. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Um, and like it's uh, Dan Harmon. Um, you look up the names of the people in it because I can't. I can never remember the names of people. Jeff um, Harmon, but-
0: A- yeah, Dan Harmon, Aaron McGathy. Uh, Spencer Crittenden and Jeff B. Davis. Uh the last one. Uh yeah, so those are the four regulars. There's a bunch of other fucking people who've been in yeah, on guest they stars. They get a
1: guest star every episode, and the guest star dies almost every episode. But
0: yeah. Um, uh, so, as far as I've watched. Yeah, so um Aaron McGathy and uh Spencer Crittenden are both uh or like podcasters. Jeff B. Davis was a regular on Whose Line. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then some of the guest stars they've had: uh, Paul F. Tompkins, Chelsea Peretti, Ron Funches, like I Aubrey recognize Plaza. some of the
1: voices from like characters, yeah, and, um, on, on shows that I've watched. So that's why I thought they were voice actors.
0: Uh, they're they're just actors. Oh well, then. Yeah, uh, yeah. Like I said, Paul F. Tompkins, Chelsea Peretti, Ron Funches, Aubrey Plaza, John Hodgman, Tom Middleditch, uh, Kumail Nanjiani, uh, Nathan Fillion, Jillian Jacobs, Paul Shear, Wait, Pat Nathan Oswald. Nathan Fillion is in an episode. I haven't gotten that far. Yes, he plays Tedder Spice. Yeah, um it's a it
1: is an absolute like blast to watch because I always prefer watching D&D campaigns that are actually partially animated mm-hmm. so that you can see some of the action as it happens. Like it's one of the reasons why I can never really get into Critical Role. <gasps> Blasphemy, yada yada whatever. Um
0: hey, don't say things like that. If you do, some might interact with our content. I know. Uh please direct but yeah, please direct all your Mean, mean email at caveman to the comment section on this SoundCloud post. Please. I'm not need sharing it. my email. We need the engagements.
1: Um, I will read every, sing- every single angry post about me not enjoying Critical Role. I will read. I promise. <laughs> I might even respond to some of them. <laughs> um, But I'll only read them once Dad has told me there's some negative comments. Because that's not, it's effort otherwise. So I don't, I don't. <laughs> I'm not checking this shit daily.
0: I won't have a choice because of my compulsion.
1: <laughs> yeah, we got him under a guillot. Uh, anyway, so Harmon Quest is an absolute blast. Um, I'm I've been trying to figure out how, like what each character's like build is because I'm an obsessive D and D nerd, and I think they're running three five. Probably, uh, I'm not 100 sure.
0: Like either three uh, five or
1: Pathfinder. It's not Pathfinder. Like, I'm pretty sure it's not Pathfinder, I say. I say, but I'm not 100% certain. Um, Actually, let me... Let me fucking check the Wikipedia page. But, like, the, I think they specifically say in one episode, Can I say that I play D&D? Yes, but you can't say what we're playing right here, right now.
0: Because <laughs> <laughs> they don't have permission from Wizards of the Coast. <laughs> um, we are playing non-specific role-playing game. We're playing GURPS.
1: Um, and, like... It's 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 a whole complicated thing. Uh, like they're constantly making jokes about like the development of characters. At one point, um, Harmon's character like kisses a dude and is like, "I might be gay. I don't know. I'm still exploring that part." <laughs> I'm just like, "Oh, you." As I'm sitting there, like, I, it is nonsense, and I'm enjoying it. And I did not think I'd actually enjoy it when I first, like, saw the ads. Because uh, that's not why I subscribed to Verve. I subscribed to Verve because I was like, eh, Disney Plus didn't work out. This has a bunch of Courage the Cowardly Dog and Looney Tunes. Which is what I'm going <laughs> to get into now. Because I had not seen the new Looney Tunes yet. Which was, it's... it's it's after the new Looney Tunes show that was the new Looney Tunes show for a while and it's just like going back to the original formula of yeah show of the day something weird happens we've got some characters happening and bugs fucks up some bad guys' days. that's really the that's really the story arc of the uh, new Looney Tunes and I love it.
0: okay and for um, reference they are playing Pathfinder on Harmon Quest.
1: Oh okay. It it sounded like 3.5, but Pathfinder... Pathfinder is just 3.5, but different. Yeah, it's just a slightly uh, updated uh, 3.5.
0: Pathfinder version 2, available now.
1: My wife gave the best description of this version of Bugs Bunny that I've ever heard. Uh, He is a chaos deity, come to Earth. (laughs) And, yeah, a little bit more so than any other version of Bugs Bunny, I think. Um... Specifically, like, because I can, I can see, like, a god of chaos. Like, I came down to try and live a slightly mundane life because it, you, you mortals are curious to me. So, is this the and new
0: Looney Tunes or the Looney Tunes show? The new Looney Tunes.
1: I believe it's the. I'm like, I'm ninety eight percent. Let me,
0: let me just. I'm Google double checking. It. Uh. Yeah, so yeah, it uh started in 2015. It's still running. Um it ended in 20 it ended in January this year. Oh, well at least we still got a lot to go. Yep, five seasons.
1: Oh, yeah, Daffy Duck does well, start show up. Seasons. Good. Good. My my wife's waiting for Daffy Duck. I think he's one of her favorites. Um Uh but yeah, I've been enjoying that. I've been getting to enjoy the old classic Looney Tunes, which they've divided by character. Which I'm not a hundred percent opposed to. I'm just like a little like confused by deciding to do that because I'm used to watching them as like clumps of varieties of characters. Um, There is exactly one character I don't like in the new Looney Tunes, however. Okay. I don't like how obese they made Porky Pig because it feels like a jab at how fat the world's getting.
0: Oh, they made him a beefy boy.
1: They made him a really beefy boy. Just a big old absolute unit. Like he makes me feel skinny, <laughs> and I'm a beefy boy.
0: Let's see how he makes um, me feel.
1: I'm confused and disturbed now.
0: Okay, um, yeah, he's bigger than me.
1: But uh, like, that's the only real—the only real issue I have with it is how big they made Porky Pig.
0: Um it seems like they're kind of going back to like the older days because, uh, like, older Porky Pig was also like way fatter than. And then like modern Porky Pig up till this guy.
1: Hmm, I didn't know that. But this
0: is just a mass overcorrection.
1: Well, um But yeah, uh new Looney Tunes, great fun, watchable on Verve. Uh the streaming, like I said, the actual video player is the second worst, but it's Crunchyroll, so they are probably gonna try and improve at some point. When he it's fucking Crunchyroll.
0: When this Porky Pig does the that's all folks, does he get does he lose breath halfway through? <laughs> I, biddy- don't biddy- biddy- <laughs> <laughs> I don't actually remember.
1: I don't actually remember. It sounds folks. like a joke that they do, but oh, I, I don't recall.
0: Daffy, get me, get me, a, get me a fucking, get me a steak. Um, I'm fading fast. Our nerd- our tw- we actually haven't seen him eating.
1: My God, like as far as I am in the series, I'm a, I'm like season two or three. Like
0: I think I'm at season two. Um, this will never happen because this is different companies, but it'll be interesting. If uh, if anybody anywhere puts out like the old school Goofy stuff, like, like old school, old school Mickey Mouse cartoons. I think they're on Disney Plus. I'm wondering about that because there's one in because like old school Goofy is like it has like jokes about the milkman fucking Goofy's wife and Goofy trying to kill himself.
1: OK, that one definitely wasn't on there.
0: Yeah, like there's a point where like Goofy, like like old school Goofy cartoons, it was a world of Goofies, and Goofy was just one of them. And, and like he would like he would like uh, go to work and just a lot of it would just be kind of him having like, you know, insane cartoon reactions just like every day, whatever. There was one episode where like he like, I don't remember, I don't know the full context of it, but like by the end of it, uh, like the milkman kind of came over. They was like knocking at the door. Goofy opened the door. The milkman came in, eyes closed, handed him two things of milk and then just kissed him and left. And Goofy just standing there like, what just happened? Oh gosh. With the implication uh, being that the milkman's been fucking Goofy's wife. Old Disney fucking went, dude.
1: Yeah. Because they had balls. Um,
0: yeah. But then their balls were, but then their balls were at risk of joining the public domain so they had to fucking cut that shit out. <laughs>
1: So, uh, next, uh, the next thing that I want to talk about that's on Verve, classic Tom and Jerry. Fuck all the rest of Tom and Jerry. I'm talking about classic Tom and Jerry.
0: Do you mean the good Tom and Jerry?
1: Yeah. And I have been enjoying the fuck out of that shit. That has been some good pie right there. Tom and Jerry that um, set
0: some fucking standards for slapstick.
1: Like, I, and I, I'm one of those people that really enjoys silent cartoons. Like. If there is no talking in a cartoon, I am a happy camper because like, then I get to focus just on the action on the screen, which is often important to me because the, what's happening on screen can often get overshadowed by the dialogue. Don't get me wrong. There's some funny ass dialogue in the current, uh, in the current, um, in the new Looney Tunes. That's, that's some funny shit, but I like I actually really enjoy silent cartoons. Um, but it's, it's classic Tom and Jerry. You, you can't go wrong. Yes, Uh, you get, you get Tom getting into a uh, hijinks cause he's trying to stop, uh, Jerry. You get Jerry trying to kill Tom cause Tom wants to eat him. It's just good pie. What's the dog's it's good name? pie. Uh, I don't know.
0: Does the dog, do, is, have you gotten the dog yet? Is the dog like part of old school Tom and Jerry or did it like come later?
1: No, the dog's part of old school Tom and Jerry. Okay. I just don't know his name. (laughs) Yes.
0: This is the kind of slapstick that the the Japanese make museums about.
1: I'm wondering if there's a Tom and Jerry museum. There 100% is. Awesome.
0: Yes, uh, it is. It is a bunch of monitors showing Tom end up in like very weird bodied morphing and then statues of him in those morphs.
1: That is awesome. I need to go to Japan.
0: Yeah, like, there's one where... uh, like like Tom like it's fucking there's like splat against some stairs and so it's just him laying completely flat but like but like completely flush with the stairs so they so they made a staircase in their little display thing and then had that statue of Tom laid on it
1: cool all
0: right or I guess I guess it's less a statue and more just they painted a gray blob and then put the Tom and Jerry eyes on it
1: (laughs) so uh, last thing that I want to talk about from Verve. First off, Verve awesome. Get it. It's worth the money. Like if you if you're the kind of person who's like, "Yeah, I get Crunchyroll, just get Verve." It's $2 more and it's worth every penny.
0: Yes. I um, will say it is not properly available in Canada, but I got it and it's 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 good.
1: Oh, great. So we can talk about you can assign me shit to watch on Verve and I'll watch it and we can talk about it. Good. Uh, well, I might watch it. Uh, we'll, we'll see. <laughs> I am very unreliable about watching things I say I'm going to watch. 100%. <laughs> Unless you sit down and watch them with me.
0: <laughs> yeah, speaking of, we got to fucking chew. choose a movie for a let's watch. We haven't done one of them in like over a year.
1: Cue the Winged Serpent. It's on Verve. The, the fuck is...
0: <laughs> I have never heard of this. Good. <laughs> I've seen the poster before. That doesn't
1: surprise me, actually.
0: Michael um, Moriarty, I know that name.
1: So, uh, so the last thing I want to talk about on Verve. Oh, yeah, this fun. As, as a streaming service is, uh, they've got so much Scooby-Doo. <laughs> like.
0: Well, yeah, it's Boomerang. They
1: have a dumb amount of Scooby-Doo. Like. A stupid amount of like they have every Scooby Doo show and movie. It's ridiculous.
0: Does they got Mystery it. Incorporated?
1: Yes, they have Mystery Incorporated. Uh. I mean, it's back on Netflix, but they've got Mystery Incorporated. It is. Oh, uh, yeah, it is. My wife's been making me watch it. <laughs>
0: what you mean making you? I mean, I get tired of Scooby Doo sometimes. You fucking heathen. <laughs> I say it's me. i get tired of Scooby-Doo often. Like, fuck dude. You can only see the, ba- you can only see the same background so many times,
1: <laughs> but yeah, they've got a fuck ton of Scooby-Doo available. Um, so if you're a Scooby fan, like I am most of the time, Scooby-Doo stupid amounts of it. It's enjoy. It's very much enjoyable. Um, like my TV has become a dedicated streaming platform, even though I want to play video games on it, and I am okay with it.
0: Okay, so it's only on American Netflix.
1: Oh well, it's on Verve.
0: Yep, but searching Scooby Doo on Canadian Netflix, you get Scooby Doo Two Monsters Unleashed, Teen Titans Go, The Goosebumps Movie, Space Jam. Wait, you guys
1: have Teen Titans Go on on Netflix? Yep. It's only on Hulu in America.
0: Also, a horrifying creation called the Garfield Show. Uh yeah, we got that. And Spy Kids 4D, the fourth Spy Kids movie, with none re- with no returning characters. Oh, sorry, no returning actors. I'm assuming they pla- I'm assuming these new actors are playing the same characters.
1: Uh, I don't think so, actually.
0: Let me check. Oh, God. (laughs) I just saw the poster.
1: (laughs) But yeah, that's all I have to talk about while Deadman looks up uh, Spy hits 4D. So uh, I'm going to uh, start just listing off the things that I have enjoyed watching on Verve so that you buy Verve. It's $10. Get it, and they might actually improve their fucking streaming service.
0: (laughs) A, they probably won't. B, let's maybe not give free marketing. More than we already have. Fine. Okay, so yeah, they are playing. New, so new kids playing new characters. Uh, Carmen and Junie are here in secondary roles. Danny Trejo is still getting the paycheck. He's in that. Yeah, he's Machete. Oh yeah. And they also replaced Carla G- Carla Gugino. I'm, I always pronounce that name wrong, and I'm sorry. Because I actually love that actress. Yeah, so they replaced her and, um, fuck. Other guy's name, Desperado fucking, I don't know, Anthony something. Antonio Banderas. Yeah, they replaced Carlo Gugino and Antonio Banderas with Jessica Alba and Joel McHale. That is, that is a nightmarish combination. <laughs> Has Jessica Alba been in anything good?
1: I would not know.
0: I'm like I'm like trying to think back. And I think like I think there are like two things that I know for certain. She was in Sin City and Machete. And I think that's about it.
2: Uh Let's see. Mm.
0: multiple out like multiple minutes of silence as you both stare at lists
1: <laughs> hey I, I said I was finished like I'm so. unlo-
0: like I don't know anything about Dark Angel
1: I don't know anything about Dark Angel either actually I might let me double check that
0: uh, one where she's like a fucking Genetically engineered person.
1: Eh, it was okay. It wasn't that great.
0: I remember one episode where she was given this, where she was like implanted with this weird, or like her, her main love interest was implanted with like a virus or something that made him allergic to her. So they couldn't kiss or fuck. So they tried. Yeah,
1: that's, that so sounds like, like a 90s plot.
0: So they tried to get around this by fucking through a sheet. Or like using some kind of body condom thing.
1: Dear God, stop fucking for a few days.
0: I it was, I think it was between seasons. So dumb. So months or years.
1: That's so dumb.
0: Yes. Ah, oh, but anyway, everyone watching, then news-wise, we have stuff. So first up, Neopets. What? Neopets. I repeat, what? Yeah, so Neopets, A, still exist, and B, are getting a television series. What? Yes. I uh, know
1: I sound like a, just a broken fucking record, but this sounds like absolute nonsense to me.
0: Yes, according to the official Neopets Twitter account. There's an... Okay. Neopets TV show, It's Happening. Read more about our collaboration with Beach House Pictures and what we have planned for this new project. Which then leads over to a kid screen article. Uh, so beach house pictures—the fuck is them? If you search beach house pictures, they give you pictures of beach houses. I don't know why I'm surprised.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm still so laughing at that. <laughs>
1: I'm still laughing at that. <laughs> if you search beach house pictures, they give you pictures of beach houses.
0: Oh. oh, wow. Yeah, that was that was something special. Just a little
1: bit of a dirt moment, huh, Dad? A little bit.
0: <laughs> but I didn't think about it because I didn't. It was like in my head. I was doing it with the uh, I was doing it with the, like the intonation of beach house pictures, not beach house pictures.
1: Yeah, I know what you were doing. It's still funny as hell.
0: <sighs> but yeah, so okay, so yeah, they are Korean based. Sorry, Singapore based. Um, and they are and they are Thai and they are owned by a Canadian company called Blue Ant Studios. And they are partnering with Jumpstart Games to develop the first Neopets animated series. Oh no. The show is still in the early stages of development, and, it's for, and, and so doesn't have anything actually like kind of laid out yet. Uh, I'm not even going to play the devil's advocate here. Normally, I'd be like, "Well, it
1: might be a- No, It's Neopets."
0: Yeah, it is aiming. It is aiming for a target audience between the ages of eight and twelve, and it Which is currently we can seeking... look forward
1: to a similar quality of uh, Talking Tom the TV shows.
0: Yeah, and it is currently uh, seeking co production and broadcast partners for the project.
1: So they're talking to Netflix. They're talking to a bunch of people. They're talking to Netflix.
0: <laughs> Everyone's talking to Netflix. There is, there is more than one. There's more than one company out there willing to fucking foot the bill for a terrible TV show. Am I get on Verve? <laughs> anyway, yeah. For those who well, don't I've know, seen Neopets, some other
1: junk animation.
0: Yeah, Neopets was a well, I think it still is a website where you could register an account and then you are given a fake cartoon animal to play really bad Flash games with. I think in like grade three I wrote a short story about a Neopet.
1: I was too old for Neopets when it came out. (laughs) And I'm not saddened by that at all.
0: Yeah, no. When Neopets came out, I think, uh, when Neopets was like really a thing, it was like Early two thousands, so I'd have I'd have been like ten, eleven, twelve, which is the age they were shooting for. Yeah, fuck man, Neopets.
2: Yeah,
1: at, at the time it came out, if I had gotten caught playing Neopets, I would have gotten shanked.
0: I was already getting my ass kicked, so I didn't care.
1: Thankfully, I was able to build respect based on the fact that I could throw people across the room.
0: Yeah, it didn't matter to anyone that I was big. I was just... Hey, he's big. But he sucks. Get him. Anyway. Moving on from that, um, a small teaser thing has been released for the upcoming Robert Pattinson Batman project. Yeah, the more I read about him, the more I like him. Robert Pattinson's a really good actor. He's a really good guy. I haven't actually read that much about him as a person, but I haven't heard anything bad about him, so I'm assuming he's all right. I, I like him because he hates Twilight. Everyone who works on Twilight hates Twilight.
1: <laughs> I I know, but he's like openly, vehemently hating it. Both so of them are. Well, like
0: him and Christian uh, Stewart.
1: I haven't seen anything about Christian Stewart hating on it, so maybe I'll have a look.
0: Yeah, she. both of them kind of came out and were like, Yeah, Twilight fucking ruined our
2: lives.
0: (laughs) Like, I'm pretty sure there are some people who, to this day, still make jokes about them being in Twilight. Despite being, like, what? Seven, eight years removed from that last movie?
1: Some people gotta take the easy jabs.
0: Yep, and I will never understand them. I will always try to at least innovate with my insults and jokes.
1: I won't, but I'll feel bad about it later. (laughs) I'm not going to
0: lie. Fair enough. I appreciate your honesty. Take a point of inspiration. (laughs) Anyway. Yeah. So the new, so yeah, a image, well not an image, a video kind of like showcasing what the bat armor will look like under very harsh red lighting uh, has been, has been released just kind of showing a not great look at what Robert Pattinson will look like in the Batman armor. Um, I heard, I saw someone refer to, um, I saw someone say that it reminded them of Bullseye in the Daredevil armor, and now I can't not see it. But one thing that people are kind of pointing out is the the bat symbol in the chest looks odd. Uh, I will send you a picture of a cave.
1: I was literally just trying to look it up,
0: but yeah. So eh, it's looking that a bit. Doesn't odd. look bad. Uh, and some people are theorizing that the reason it looks that way is because that bat emblem is made out of the gun that killed Bruce Wayne's parents.
1: Eh, it's too regular. I'd say that's more like an emergency batarang or something.
0: Uh, yeah, this is actually so this is actually pulled from Detective Comics 1000, where Batman actually made a bat symbol out of the gun of his parents in the comics.
1: Of course they did that in the comic book.
0: Why wouldn't they? But yeah. Um, I am interested in this new project. I think you could make
1: a decent Batman.
0: Yeah, and it's being directed by Matt Reeves, who is a director I really like. Well, for your reference, Caveman. Uh, he directed Cloverfield, directed the remake of Let Me In, did Dawn of the Planet of the Apes and War of the Planet of the Apes.
1: Ooh, okay. Respectable, uh respectable catalog there.
0: Yes. He also co created Felicity with JJ Abrams. Anyway, uh yeah, I I'm I wanna see how this turns out. This might be neat. Then again, it is a DC movie, so it might be trash. But I guess we'll see how things turn out when we actually have information about the movie.
1: I'm crossing my fingers for another Shazam.
0: It will not be tonally, but quality-wise, I get where you're coming from. Uh, So moving on from there, uh, Netflix and Mattel Television, because Mattel Television is a thing, have now released the full voice cast for the Kevin Smith-helmed Master of the Universe Revelations anime series. Mm, the cast is fucking nuts
1: okay let's hear it
0: Skeletor played by Mark Hamill
1: damn alright I'll watch it
0: Kevin Conroy (laughs) aka Batman as Merman what (laughs) (laughs) Lena Headey from Game of Thrones and the Dread movie as Evelyn okay Sarah Michelle Gellar Buffy, as Tila. Yeah, I'm going
1: to watch this shit.
0: Then also has uh, least Chris to Wood. Like, at yeah, then, then the actual voice... The rest of the voice cast. Um, Chris Wood, who played Superboy on Supergirl. He's He-Man. Liam Cunningham, who was the Onion Knight in uh, Game of Thrones, played playing Man-at-Arms. Steven Root from Office Space. Honestly,
1: that's perfect.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so I'm not going to go through every character, but I'm going to go through like each actor. Uh, Steven Root... Uh, Diedrich Bader, uh, Griffin Newman, Tiffany Smith, Henry Rollins, Alan Oppenheimer—who was the original fucking voice of Skeletor? Who's he voicing? Mossman.
1: So I guess like just giving a nod to the actor because I can't imagine that Mossman is going to be a pivotal character for
0: the series. Probably not.
2: Uh.
0: Da-da-da-da. Uh, Susan Eisenberg, who played Wonder Woman in Justice League series. She's in there as Queen Marie, uh, She's in there as, uh, Sorceress. Alicia Silverstone from Clueless and Batman and Robin. Justin Long from Galaxy Quest.
1: I wonder if it's going to tie into the, uh, um...
0: I can't imagine it, Will. I can imagine it, Will. Like, that, that show has gotten so far... Away from the everything, the everything related to the Masters of the universe. Like maybe, but this seems like a different thing.
1: I'd like if they gave it at least a nod.
0: But yeah, uh, so Shira,
1: I've been trying to remember the name of the goddamn yeah. show this entire time. Uh,
0: Justin Long, Jason Mewes, Phil Lamar, Tony Todd, Cree Summers, Kevin Michael Richardson, and then. Harley Quinn Smith, Kevin Smith's daughter. This show's going to be fucking ridiculous. Yeah, no kidding. Like that is a fucking cast.
1: Yeah, no kidding.
0: <laughs>
1: like that's the only response I have.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh yeah, so the news so this series doesn't have a release date yet, but we'll be keeping an eye on it from now on. Because this seems fucking cool. Hopefully, it doesn't get to Kevin Smith.
1: Well, Kevin Smith is at the helm.
0: Yeah, but there are also other people there.
1: Yeah, but Kevin Smith is out the helm. Yeah. So, anywho,
0: fuck, I'm dying. Does it for news on the new releases for this week, week of February fourteenth, Valentine's Day. We got the Sonic the Hedgehog movie.
2: I'm sorry, that's so
1: dumb.
0: <laughs> the fact that it's a Sonic the Hedgehog movie or the way I said it?
1: The fact that that was released for Valentine's Day. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> oh, it's so dumb. Hey, guys, dumb. Looking,
0: for date, looking for date ideas for your girl? Take her to see Sonic the Hedgehog. Or not. You know, probably not. Apparently, it's all right. Yeah. Yeah. On Rotten Tomatoes, that is a 64 credit rating, critic rating, and a 94 audience rating.
1: Well, I'm not a big fan of, I'm not like an obsessive fan of Sonic, so probably just leave it
0: where it lies. Uh. Yep. Uh, there's the Fantasy Island reboot. In which they turned it into a horror movie.
1: It worked better as a TV show. I don't even need to watch the movie to know that.
0: Yep. It's at an 11. <laughs> Oh, I was right. And then also this week, a Sean the Sheep movie, Farmageddon. Wait, really? Yep, there's a new Sean the Sheep. It's currently sitting at 96.
1: It's Sean the Sheep, of course it is. (laughs) Wait, it's on Netflix? I guess so.
0: All righty then, from okay, there. Okay, well I
1: know what I'm watching tonight.
0: Uh from there. Next week, the week of the 21st, uh, there are two movies coming out. There is The Call of the Wild, featuring Harrison Ford and a computer-rendered dog. Man, that's as wild as you can get. I saw I saw one trailer for this and I do not believe they used a single real dog in it. So that's fucking saying something. And then also The Invisible Man. Because The because the Invisible Man. I believe that's coming out next.
1: Like, as in... Like, which version?
0: Oh, wait. Apologies. That's coming out on the 28th. I just assumed that there might be more than two movies coming out. And only one of them seemed to matter. Because the other one I have not heard of, despite the fact that it appears to be doing fucking gangbusters. Critically, at least. It's called Premature. Which Invisible Man, though? Like, there's so many different versions. The classic Universal Horror Monster.
1: Okay, so it's
0: part of the Universal Revival that they're trying to do. It's part of the already-dead Dooku, I think. The Dark Universe Cinematic Universe. That's going to do it for this week. Thank y'all for joining us.
2: (laughs) Hey,
1: I was an active participant this time. You can't get (laughs) mad at me. Yes, I can't be mad at you for
0: once. But anyway, that's going to do it for this week. Thank y'all for joining us. We'll be back. Maybe. Hopefully. I think. Till then, I'm dead.
2: January's
1: over. We're getting out of our funk.
0: (laughs) Yes, the doldrums have passed. Now we are into the (laughs) midrums.
1: Anyway, yeah, I'm dead. And I'm Cave. We'll see you guys next time. Goodbye. Have a wonderful time.